You're listening to In the Open, a Mental Health America podcast, a space where we explore mental health and navigate the challenges of life through honest and candid conversation. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to In the Open with America and Teresa. Hi, everyone. Today, we are going to talk about how to be strong, because as part of our podcast, we always try and find articles that people are also Googling stuff. And we did Google how to be strong. And most of the content that was coming up was about how to be mentally strong, which is which is where yeah. we're going here, folks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. How to be mentally strong. But it does make me laugh. It, it makes me laugh, but it also creates a bit of anxiety for me because I think my idea of strong, it's it's all these muscles. And then I'm like, what does that actually look like in your life to be yeah. strong? And I see what like in in my head, in my mind, I have what like the world wants you to be strong. You keep yourself put together. You're never crumbling under stress, all these things. And I'm like, is that really strength? Or is that you just masking that you can handle it? Which is really interesting because you can't mask physical strength. Yeah. But most of us for long periods of our life, lives mask mental strength but what what just mostly looks like a deer in the headlights <laughs> or non-reaction yeah like cool calm demeanor not phased by the things that are happening always has like the the answers and when they don't they can easily turn around and give you some additional insight and you're like wow fabulous you have everything Okay, I I like that description though of what you're describing even though that persona, the person you're describing also tips sometimes into being a know-it-all, which is that person is still mentally strong, they still feel confident, they still feel like what what they're putting out has value, but it tips it can tip into this other space where you're not necessarily aware of the way that what you put out impacts other people. Yeah. And I mean, it's so interesting because when you look up this question about how to be strong, as opposed to how to be confident or how to be, when you look up how to be strong, they basically list like all the things you have to do. You have to be fearless, which means you have to be confident and you have to have positivity, which is being happy. And then you have to exercise (laughs) and eat well and face fears and face bad things and know that you're going to, it's like, these are all the things that we've been talking about, but then it combines everything all in one, which when I Googled it, all I felt was overwhelmed. Part of what is a challenge for me is that these questions that we've been asking, how do I be confident? We, you and I keep coming back to this consistent theme that there's no end. Mm-hmm. Something in society makes us feel like there has to be an end. Yeah. There has to be what it looks like and I have to be in that state, right? So what so when we first started talking, you know, 10 minutes ago, I'm like, well, I have experienced a day or an hour <laughs> of optimal mental health and I just don't I don't know if trying to reach that goal is what I'm trying supposed to do. Right. Exactly. Or if that's ridiculous and like being strong is like happy, like where you're not trying to be happy all the time. That's mania. (laughs) You know, you can't be strong all the time. That's just not life. So what you're doing 
it right now is what happens in my brain when I try to answer this question. Because That's what that loop looks like. Yeah, because it's continuous, yeah. right? Yeah. So if you're strong, does it mean that you're forever happy? No, nah, I don't think so. Not at all. Because if I'm strong, then I'm able to have really crappy moments in my day, crappy moments a month out of my life where everything's just like not coming together. And I'm like, okay, that's happening. It sucks, but it's going to be better. So for me, that's that's strength. Yeah. So I, I totally agree in that what society is telling us that we have to have this goal, optimal performance. Ah, you know, it, what does that mean? I don't need optimal performance. I just need, I've gone through the day. I have not broken down. And if I have, well, hell, I'm all right. I'm going to start again tomorrow. That for me is how I measure my strengths. Yeah. And this does remind me of the episode we did on expectations mm -hmm. and control all fits into this. When you think about why people Google this question, are they looking for optimal mental engagement or are they looking for just not falling apart? I think the latter. Yeah. I think there is a need for validation in saying, if I'm doing all these things, and I still feel like I'm lacking in some way. Yeah. What can I do to get to a better place? And that's what I would call the mentally healthier or stronger. If somebody is looking up this question, it's because you probably have somebody in your life who tells you you're weak. Mm -hmm. I, you know, there is also this notion of what you're talking about when somebody is like, you're weak, you're not able to take this, you should be stronger. The argument could be made, why do I have to accept the things that you say are what I have to accept, right? Mm -hmm. If I'm learning how to be more confident, trust myself and trust my decisions, and I'm coming to this place that forever has been said, okay, well, I don't know, you're going to be a lawyer, for instance. That's that's the path that's been selected for you. That's it. And then one day I'm like, hmm. I think I'm going to be a painter. And you're like, what? You have to be stronger to, you know, hold on to your convictions to be a lawyer. And it's like, no, I've actually come to the realization that that's not the path that I want. What I want is this. And that, I think, is, is how strength is defined for me, where you're really able to own everything about your experience and be able to not necessarily accept, but be okay with the fact that things could change, will happen. Yeah. And you're able to bounce back. But let's talk about what a lot of society, this is for me the difference between this conversation and others that we've had where the idea of strength, you know, when you think about what society has told us, what makes someone strong, it's like, well, I can bend them to my will. <laughs> and these are subtle messages, don't you think? Don't you think the strong man, even like women, like it's oh. like control and power. It's like I, I can get okay. my husband to do what I want. Okay. That I think I can hear. The control and power is important because that's not just like that's in any relationship, friendships. Yeah. And, I, and I, I can even recall like an interaction that my, my stepdaughter had with uh, a peer, you know, they're, mm -hmm. they're young, young girls. And the one to the other was kind of real bossy. And that's control and power, right? Yeah. That's starting early. And I think that we 
in our brains, when we think of what it means to be strong, we equate strength with power mm-hmm. and control. Yes. Yes. Of ourselves and others. So what we've been talking about mostly has been what it means to be strong and in control of ourselves. But I think in this question, people also – this is the difference between like how to be strong versus how to be confident, right? Otherwise, how is strength different from confidence? Um, I think it has to be different where confidence is about believing in, in yourself. And strength is being able to put that into action, I think. I like that because – it really forces you to ask yourself, like, am I taking this from a thinking space to how does it affect my behaviors and those around me and the things that I do? I like the action-orientedness of what you just said. If I believe something and I am confident in, in one, vocalizing it or not even vocalizing it to somebody else but to myself, and I have decided this is what I'm going to do, then my ability to then follow through with that shows trust in the decision or whatever that I've made. And then really the the notion of moving in a direction that is going to get me to where I want to go. So what helps you execute? Like what are the things that you notice helps you move from, I made an internal decision about this and now I feel like I can do it. Small steps, right? Yes. Sometimes we build up this idea that what I need to do has to be this big event. I got to confront somebody. I got to do my bucket list, which requires what? Like, I don't know, money I don't have, you know? Right, right. Small steps for me have been big, especially when I'm crawling my way out of a difficult spot. But I have to see those as wins. It's like, I can't go out and run and say, I'm going to run three miles, like, for a while, it was just like, get out of the house and look at the sun. <laughs> yeah. But then I would immediately feel guilty because I n- knew that I should have taken a walk or something. Mm, yeah. I believe that. So you have to do the thing. You have to do something. You have to do anything at all towards your goal. And then you have to give yourself n- not grace. or It's like you have to acknowledge how whatever you did, no matter how small it was, was right. Don't crap on yourself immediately. Don't talk about shoulda, wouldas, or like see the goalposts you missed, which is a hard practice. The, the, the acknowledgement, the gratitude of seeing even the little things in the positive way. I don't know. For me, sometimes what I'm not well is especially hard to do. Okay. So... I'm trying to conceptualize what you're saying. Immediately or my my mind wants to go is towards the negative where more often I would I would definitely be like, yeah, you were supposed to walk a mile. Mhm. Your 10 steps don't count. Yeah, you know? exactly. No, my brain does that too. Yeah. I'm I'm literally talking it out with you and I'm seeing all the times in my lives I, I did not do that. And in a, in that way, I was working against myself. You know, I was basically working team depression. <laughs> so then if our ability to to demonstrate strength, right, and ha- and be strong, would that mean then we have those negative thoughts and we are literally like squash? No, stop it. Your 10 steps were valuable. I do tell myself stop, 
I've been getting better talking with you over the years. I've been getting better mm-hmm. and just life progressing. But there was a time where I hated gratitude practice. Remember? I don't know. Right. I right. Yes. Yeah. It was very hard for me. And I, I, I even took that notion of gratitude and turned it into something that I was supposed to do. And, and lately I've just been trying to squash that to say, okay, for every 10 negative thoughts you have, you have to have at least one positive one. And when you make that positive thought, sit with it for two seconds and see how it changes the way your brain feels. And it was kind of wild. Like I could feel my brain shift because I can feel what it feels like to have my bogged down brain and feel my healthier brain. And I I am either absolutely crazy I have made this up in my head or it's true. Like I feel, I feel differently in my brain. So would you say that then you chalk up those differences that you're feeling to being stronger? Yes. It's like the weight of negative thought, Mm. you know, which slows down your brain. I'm sure some cognitive psychologist or neuroscientist has measured this. (laughs) Do you, do you practice gratitude? Uh, I do practice gratitude, not in the way that you've kind of phrased it right now, but... The next time you do, can you just pay attention and see if you feel a shift in the way your brain feels? Where where I feel shifts are not in... It's not so much in the gratitude space, but in the the turning around of a negative thought to a positive. It's not mm-hmm. gratitude, right? It's not like, oh, I'm so thankful, blah, blah. No, it's more yeah. like, um, it's like, oh my God, you look like crap today. Yeah. Where my brain is like, no, stop it right there. Stop it. And it's it's it doesn't go towards gratitude. It just says, you actually look great. Stop. You look fabulous. Look, that lipstick look good is on, you know, whatever. Yeah. So- when I can you, feel the difference. To, when you shift to a positive frame, it, it when makes you practice mental positivity, yeah, you can feel though. Yes, I can the feel way, the difference. Yeah, and and all I'm saying is to outside of practicing all the things we need to do, like practicing positive self talk and practicing positivity. One of the things I notice is that. When I practice the positivity, I also am uncomfortable with the way that feels. Mm, Of course. So then we want to run away from it, which is our desire for denial or avoidance of positivity, which is what? The equivalent of not stretching? (laughs) Like, or (laughs) what? Like, building up that muscle to be accustomed to positivity. It's, it's interesting weighing though us how, down. Yeah. Our conversation has gone from where we we believe strength kind of comes up and how we're kind of working against or trying to work against what the world is teaching us is valuable in, in finding strength and have come to find what really works for us and how we identify strength. So I think that's an important thing coming out of our conversation. It's not like what you think is strength is what my strength is, right? So in in very in many ways it's self-defined. And that in itself is an experience that we have to get to. From all the crap that we see we're like, "Oh, I want to be able to do that. I want to be able to lift 40 pounds." And okay, 
If that's what you're calling strength, good. I want to be able to not respond in anger when I'm confronted with an issue. For me, that's strength. It's the spectrum. Yes. You have to know where you are today to know what your relative amount of strength is at. Yeah. If you had asked me this three years ago, I would have said to be stronger, I need to just stop falling apart. (laughs) And honestly, in two months, I could be right back there. I think that's the reality of of understanding that this is there's no end goal. Yes. But if the reality that you could go back in two months, I think we have to we have to really frame it that where you are today, right? Which is something we've talked about before. The the spectrum that exists is based on where you are today in this moment. Yes. Okay. I think I know where you're getting at, but okay, okay. because now that I have a lifetime of practice, I know I will not get as bad as I was in my 20s or right. when I was 11. Right, right. It's like riding a bicycle. My brain has built the muscles. My body, just like running. I didn't run for three years. I started back. It felt hard but and different, but I'm not Yeah, at you're zero. not starting from scratch. Yeah, you're not starting from scratch. And that's where I think the baby steps that you were talking about, those little steps help us not only define what works for us and helping us really think through, okay, this is, when I think of strength, this is what I want to yeah. go towards. Absolutely. I think I think the one thing I'm, I'm picking up on, and I feel like th- there are absolutely psychological terms for this. So if you look it up, the, the movement from confidence to like mentally fit, I think where I'm landing at as a final thought is that is where practice of attention and focus on the way that you're thinking matters most. So like, whereas confidence, I have to work on my past and my feelings and the things that I'm scared of. And I have to practice taking risks here. When I think about being mentally strong, I need to practice mindfulness. Like I need to practice paying attention to my brain. And that itself is a skill. That's really hard if you have a lot of negativity or you're used to just giving in to automatic thoughts and letting them run away with you. The fact that you could just say stop, that probably took a while Mm -hmm. and probably is harder for people who have biological predispositions to like panic attacks or like anxiety disorder or depressive disorders. Like when you say like, oh, well, just stop. That's actually super hard. (laughs) Yeah. But the more I practice that skill, the more I practice stop, the more I practice shifting my thoughts and then sitting with my thoughts instead of going back to my negative space, that in itself is an exercise. And not everybody has to pay attention to it. But if you have a mental illness, you have to pay attention to it even more. You know, for, for my final thought, I had not really understood this and how it's how it shows up in my life. But I like this conversation because it's made me think about it. And it's like, oh, okay. It is very much self-defined. So we have to work at identifying what we want for ourselves. And all of that is built off of, you know, the discussions that we had around trust, trusting yourself and, and building those muscles that you're talking about, those skills. So fabulous. Who knew we'd end up here? <laughs> I think it's because the automatic desire when you hear this question is to list off the 10 things you need to do. Mm -hmm. 
but you don't think about what it means to like if you said well what does it take to be physically strong you'd be like eat right exercise sleep better blah 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 blah. it's like the 10 things that you have to be to be physically fit mm-hmm. but of course we all know those tips like everybody knows what you have to do but why is it so hard to do and that's the point yeah i think that the best trainers don't just focus on all the things you need to do. The best trainers are not like, get up, do 10 push-ups. And, but, you know, they're not. The best trainers probably are like, praise and like, tell me what your challenge is for why this practice is hard. Let's think about what will make it easier. Like, mm-hmm. do you want to exercise with someone? <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, and how do I make this list of activities a habit? And that's like the hardest thing is like habit forming. Yeah. That's a whole nother conversation. But I mean, that's what I think it is to be yeah. mentally strong is to build better mental habits. Oh, that's a bomb, Teresa. It took me a while to get there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that's interesting. I like that. All right. Well, a lot of food for thought. What mental habits do you need to, f- to focus on? and build them into practice thank you all we'll check y'all next week next time see you keep on fighting in the open 